Hey guys, you're listening to Drunken Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. Um, and we and haven't I... done this in a while. I guess we have. Like a month. It's been a, it's been a month since we've done this. It's been like a month since we recorded. Yeah. Because um, we like stockpiled episodes while I was yep. there. So yeah, we are we are here today. We also have a last minute surprise guest that just showed up at my apartment. So now he's on the episode with us today. Okay. So it's your episode. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to highlight a couple of the albums I really enjoyed that came out in January. That is I'm looking at February's already and we're five days into it and I'm really excited for a February. I know I am too. It's really hard for me to not talk about February albums today. Because there's they were they came out yesterday and they were so good, um, but we'll start with um, the new album actually from the weekend. So it came out on January seventh. The new album's called Dawn FM, and um, this is his God. How many fucking albums does this man have? Five. This is his fifth album. Um, I really enjoyed it. It feels, uh, it kind of plays out like a radio program and you're listening to the radio and Jim Carrey is actually like the radio DJ that like speaks in between mm-hmm. songs. Um, a lot of people didn't care for this album, but I thought it was a lot of fun. People just said it was a little bit too much of a departure for what they expect from his music. So but. when I listened to it the first time, um, let me look up the song name. That I think what was the first album, first song. The actual song Don FM and then Gasoline. Mm-hmm. I was very confused because it like plays out like new wave initially. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, is he doing new wave music? Like, what's going on here? Um, and I agree, it's really good. I was just really confused because I was like, is he just like not rapping anymore? And just, yeah, like, it, it's a very rap. different sound for him. Uh, yeah, but it was good. Um, I think it like I think it works well. Yeah, I really enjoy I I go back and listen to it a lot. Um, my rating here is wrong because I did that and then I realized, oh, I actually really like this album. So I give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. It was, it was good. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about came out on the 14th. So this is the new album from Orlando Weeks and it's called Hop Up. So Orlando Weeks was the lead singer of the band The Maccabees back in like the early 2010s. And... Um, He's got, like, this album's got this weird feeling when you listen to it. Like, I feel kind of like I'm floating listening to it. Like, the music and the instrumentation in his voice is very, like, bouncy. So it, it creates this, like, weird sensation when you listen to it. But I really liked it. Um, okay. I gave it a nine. It's it's very well worth a listen. It's, I mean, Orlando Week still sounds the same as he did back, you know, ten years ago. So that's pretty awesome. Speaking of the Maccabees, I'm pretty sure that was on one of my Peloton rides. Tight. I was on, like, an indie ride, and they were playing, like, the Wombats, and I think they, like, played the Maccabees, and they also played, um... Was this the one where it was just LCD sound system for the entire class? No, that was a climb ride. Oh. This, that, this was, like, a 30-minute regular ride with a British dude that plays, like, he'll do, like, post-pop punk and, like, indie music. Um, but the indie, it, it was a good... There's a Peloton instructor that has taste in music? Wow. I listened uh, to a Jock Jams Peloton workout earlier. That was that was tight. <laughs> I I would suggest Bradley. He's also very attractive, mm. and Big he has an that. accent. All right, so um, the next one I want to talk about. My computer is freaking out. There we go. 
um, came out on the 21st. And it is the debut album from the English post-punk band Yard Act. It's called The Overload. Um, I was so excited for this album to come out. Like, beyond excited. Their EP Dark Days that came out last year was just so good. And they had been, like, dropping a couple singles that were going to be on The Overload. And it's just such a fun listen. Did you give, um, going back to Orlando Weeks, did you say the number of Stephanie's? Oh, I gave him a nine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree. I was so excited for Yard Act to come in. I was actually listening to um, The Overload on vinyl while cleaning the apartment today. Um, it's so good. I think this is going to be like on the short list of my favorite albums this year. Yeah, it was It was very good. Um, it's a little bit different than their EP, but I think it's in a good way. I think it kind of expands their sound horizon a little bit, and it, I don't know, it makes it a little bit more like listener-friendly, so it's it's good. Yeah, I would agree. The The album is a little bit more conceptual than I expected it to be mm-hmm. um, because it, it just kind of explores the theme of, like, consumerism and money and, like, what yeah, today's society is like. Yeah, it very much talks about money, which I think is really interesting, and I like that a lot. Yeah, it's, like, heavily about consumerism and, like, our expectations for us, like, for society, and I, I was mm-hmm. not expecting something to be so, like, thematic and, like, it's tongue-in-cheek a lot. Yeah. The way they talk about it, like they have money, but they obviously don't. Um, I, I just think they did a really good job. <clears throat> so I gave that one a nine um, as well. So there is the a next... song on there I can't remember that has the same like melody as Antarctica by of Montreal, and every time I hear it, I just think, "Let's pretend we're in Antarctica." <laughs> Um, so the next one I want to talk about is came out on the 28th of January. It is the new album from Mystic Braves, and it's called Pacific Afterglow. So um, Mystic Braves is kind of like a psychedelic rock band from the L.A. area. Um, I actually, f- I had found these guys a while ago on Acid Dad Radio, actually. So they're kind of like that DIY psych rock kind of sound. Um, this was their fourth album fifth album we got there fifth album um and it's it is really good it was a fun listen obviously i love some good diy psych rock so very fun um i gave it an eight it was very good then the last one um also came out on the 28th it's from the british rock band tyla it's actually their debut album as well um it's this really cool like it's two guys and then like they have a female front woman and her voice kind of reminds me of like the nasally like riot girl type vocals from like the 90s but then they have like a really like soft indie instrumentation so it's like a really kind of cool blend listening to it um i i enjoyed this one a lot too i gave it a nine so yeah, cool. that's music of the month. And then <clears throat> February is just going to be nuts. So we're going to have a lot. Well, to talk it's about funny because there's no tens for there's January, no tens. but I I think February is probably going to have a couple. I agree. Um, with what's coming out? Yeah, with what we know is on the horizon. Yes. All cool. right. So um, now we can introduce our surprise guest because he yes. hasn't. He's just been sitting here silently. <laughs> kind of. As silent as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Um, you say your name, uh, <laughs> your favorite beer, your favorite piece of pop culture, and a weird fact about you. Okay. I'm Trevor. Uh, You're like the 
third co-host of this podcast <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I've been on quite a bit. I was going to say, I think this is my only non-horror-themed podcast episode I've been on, but I was on the year-end wrap-up. Yeah. So, not. Like a power hour? No, the one right before you moved, we did mm. all suburban beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, I, uh, I the six beers for... Yeah. Three years or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I don't name the episodes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, happy to be back. Thanks for letting me insert myself into this today. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Favorite beer. Favorite beer. Uh, I'm liking a lot of things from Junior right now. Like the beer wine hybrids, ever since you introduced me to that. I don't know that I have a favorite one of theirs. Um, but yeah, I think just collectively Junior. And that's funny because our last episode was actually the interview we did with Tyler. <laughs> that was the I last mean, episode really we released. Good. And he's super cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite piece of pop culture, still Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um I think you consistently give that answer every time. And then we bring like Brian on and Brian never knows what he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, Brian always changes because Brian, I feel like consumes as much pop culture as you as and I do. do. Yeah. So he, uh, he changes based on like, if you were to ask me that question, like a month ago, I would say like, Daredevil. my meat. <laughs> Specifically the TikTok about Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Supposed to meet his meat. That's, that would be that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think it's probably because I, like, I'm pretty much stick to what I know, like, unless Steph adds new music to the playlist that she created for me so that I can get out of listening to things, I literally listen to, like, Britney Spears and Pink and, like, <laughs> like these, like, Michelle Branch and shit like that. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, okay, weird fact about me. Last time I think I told you I can put both my legs behind my head. Um, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Oh boy! Yeah, I don't know if anything can top that at this point. We demand a different fact. Different fact. Um, when I was younger, I used to be able to make myself like fart. <laughs> Can't you do that now? No. Oh, now you just fart all the time. But like, I used to. to be able to do it on demand. Oh, I had like suction power. <laughs> expecting that oh god all right, all right. so um let's talk about the beer so the three yes. of us are actually drinking the same beer today which like never happens um today we are drinking beskar from empirical and um the team at empirical actually gave this to me a little while ago and i've been saving doing it on the podcast so that we could all do it together so thank you empirical for giving us star wars themed beer because i love that for me. <laughs> um, so this is a dark lager and it clocks in at about 4.8%. And uh, let's taste this bad boy. What does SRM mean? Um, I don't know. So one cool thing about Empirical is that um, all of their beer is like science themed or nerdy pop culture themed. So they have like um, one of my favorites that they do is their coffee <clears throat> brown ale. It's called Vibranium. That one's good. They do a Mangalorian, which is another Mandalorian Star Wars reference. Um, 
their like big IPA is called Covalence, and then they have Proton, which is another IPA. So they're all like nerdy science related names, and all of their like logos are themed after like a periodic element square. So yeah. Did you figure out what SRM means, Lindsay? Yeah, it's standard reference method. It refers to the color assessment of like the wort or beer. Oh, interesting. So it's, it just refers to like what color it is. Got it. Okay. So if it's <clears throat> SRM is 22. It means it's like brown. Got well, it. it's all brown, but it's like a, a level of brown. The level of brown. It's more like coffee colored. Got Yeah. I've this actually is... been drinking a lot of um, dark lagers lately. That's... I guess a big thing here is everyone has like a dark lager wherever I they are. I love dark lagers, um, which is nice because I've been, like it's either it's either like hazy IPAs or like Pilsner's dark lager, <laughs> yeah. Or I can have a dark lager. Yeah, this is nice. It's got a nice like toasty maltiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The the like roasty coffee yeah. type notes that you get from the malt in this, and it's very smooth. It's got a little bit of like a almost like a chocolatey sweetness. I mm-hmm. would say. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very light. Yeah, it was well. not what I was expecting, but I don't know that I've had a dark lager. That's fair. So I was just expecting a lager. <laughs> I've been enjoying dark lagers because it's like having a stout without the thickness and heaviness of a yep. stout. Yeah. Um. So it's like you get the kind of like toasty, malty, like roasty notes that you get from stout, but then you get it in like a lighter body. Yeah, it's uh, it is really good. I like this a lot. Empirical does yeah. a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. All right. So three words. Um, I'm going to say roasted, sweet, and smooth. I'm going to say toasty, caramelly, and light. I'm going to say smooth, earthy, and latte. Mm, yeah. Like coffee-like? I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. roast roasted. Is okay. It's got like a creaminess too that I can get yeah. latte. Yeah. I can get latte from. I think that's what makes me think it's smooth as well. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it's good though. It's weird because my my side beer is a pale ale, so it's like very. There's a lot of there's a lot going on in my mouth right, right now. Extremely sour, sour. <clears throat> that's so what she said. This is really. <laughs> Oh, you, that's what she said in response to the, uh, there's a lot going on in my mouth right now. We haven't done a celebrity-focused uh, episode in a little bit, and um, we thought this would be fun because this celebrity just had his birthday. So we're going to talk about Harry Styles. <laughs> also, I've been wanting to do a One Direction episode for a while, so I'm very You excited. don't even listen to One Direction, which I think is funny. I think it's fun to talk about. There's a lot yeah, of drama you, there. You don't listen to their music, which I think is... It's funny that you want to talk about One Direction without listening to his, their music. I know their it's music. It's very good. It is. It's, it's very fun. good. Um, all right. So Harry Styles just celebrated his 28th birthday on February 1st. You know, I, I don't think I realized that Harry Styles and I are so close in age. I always thought he was He's like... like a, I thought he younger. was like way younger and it was gross <laughs> for me to think he was so hot. But... Um, I forget that. He's the that. same He's... age as Maine, yeah. which is, seems weird. I always forget how, like, the age of some of these celebrities. Like, Ariana Grande is older than me. Ariana Grande mm-hmm. is my age. She's 30. Yeah. yeah see? Well, it's because, like, her whole her whole claim to fame is, like, being a child. And, like, <laughs> kind of, getting yeah. men that are gross. Ugh. Yeah, she's 30. 
Thinking yeah, she's 30. That <clears throat> Adele, that's the thing though. Adele is also 30, and that's confusing to me. Adele is older so than 30. Older. Didn't we establish that Adele's like 32 or something? No, her albums are named after like the age she is at the time. It's the age when she wrote them. Oh. Okay, well, Adele being my age is weird to me because I feel like she's older. Um, I don't know, like Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's 33. Yeah, I was going to say, she's a little over 30. Not much, but she is over 30. Um, Cardi B and Ariana Grande are the same age. I did know that. I saw that the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, we're talking about Harry Styles. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Harry Styles so is 28. He is 28. Um, he is from Redditch <laughs> in England. And he is famous for, what are you looking up? You had a very, like, quick, like, looking something up on your computer. Oh, I was trying to figure out what you said, where you said he was from. I thought you said he's Redditch? British from England. It's in Redditch. <laughs> okay, I thought you said he's British from England. Town... And I was like, That's, that doesn't make any sense. No. Um, no, that is, Redditch is the name of a town. No, Thanks, no, Lindsay. I know. I thought you said British because I didn't fully hear it. I was like, yeah, he's not British from England. <laughs> not that drunk yet. <laughs> um, he's famous for being a singer and a songwriter and an actor and being, I don't know, like the hot. most pop. He's mostly famous for being hot. That's, that's why he, that's part of the reason he got famous is because he's hot. That's fair. Um... Yeah, so he's famous for doing a lot of things. He does all the things right now, it feels like. I do Uh, have a comment about something. So you know how last, I think two episodes ago, you said that Tom hit, uh... Hiddleston? No. Holland. Tom Holland. Mm. Looks like he has a frog in his mouth. Oh, I said that in the pilot project episode that hasn't come out yet. Oh. Okay, well, I also think Harry Styles looks like he has a frog in his mouth. Yeah. I agree. It looks so... It's like he's holding a frog in his mouth. Yeah, it looks like he's holding something in his mouth, and if he opens his mouth, it's going to escape, because it's... That's what their face looks like. Yeah. Um, So, I guess we can kind of start with some, like, the origins of how Harry Styles got famous. Um, So, in 2010, he was on The X Factor which I know little to nothing about because it's a show I've never watched. Isn't that? Um, the X Factor is like a British... Simon Cavill is on it, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's sort of like um, American Idol, but like different roles. Yeah, so um, Harriet <laughs> auditioned as a solo act. So I guess they do groups and solo on yeah. X Factor, which I, I did not know. So he had auditioned solo and made it to what they call the boot camp phase. And then because he wasn't going to continue on solo... They, like, assigned him into a group, basically, with four other dudes. Um, Well, so, there's, like, a background to that. Simon, he didn't make it as a solo artist, but none of them did either. Like, all four, all five of them. That's why they became a group. And Simon Cowell, like, just knew that they all had something, and he thought maybe if we put them together, they could be, like, the next, like, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And they were all heading in the same direction. Is that where their name comes from? 
Um, <laughs> I do want to say that is kind of. I think. That's probably where it came from. But I know Harry suggested the name and the group was like, yeah, okay, that's our name now. <laughs> um, so obviously this group is Harry Styles, Liam Payne, Niall Horan, Louis Tomlinson, and Zayn Malik. If- oh, I'm sorry. It was Nicole Scherzinger. Is that how you say it? Sure. From Pussycat Dolls? Yeah. She was the one, I think, that was like, you should be together. And then, like, they actually did it. Like, her yeah. and Simon were like, you guys should do this together. Because they were on, like, Simon's mentoring group on The X Factor. Yes. So The X Factor is singing only. Yes. Okay. It is a singing competition. I didn't know if it was, like, an American America's Britain's Got, got talent. talent. Yeah, Simon Cowell is a part of all those shows. He's in, like, every show. Yeah. Um, one of my notes is... <laughs> the group was mentored by Simon Cowell because that's apparently how this show works. Because I know nothing about the X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, they didn't win the X Factor either. No, which, in they my opinion, came in third. Which, like, if you're on one of these shows, you don't want to win because then you're not like you don't get that assigned contract mm-hmm. as part of winning. But like, you get enough exposure that somebody's like, "We should sign you." And I think yeah. Simon Cowell like signed them in his on his personal label. Simon Cowell has his own label. Simon Cowell, of course he does. It's fair. It's a fair point. Um, yeah, so they were the final group from Simon's like mentoring group, and then they ended up coming in third <clears> overall <throat> in the entire show. Do we know who they lost to? Is it anyone relevant, or are they the only ones that are relevant that came out of that? I don't know. Susan Boyle. <laughs> That's Britain's Got Talent, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> so they were signed by Simon to a... T- 2 million euro contract which is wild because they like, definitely made way more money oh yeah like just by like producing music yeah so yeah that's kind of how One Direction came about mm-hmm. they were beat by Matt Card- Cardell Cardell not someone I've heard of mm-mm Oh, I can tell you right now. Yeah, Trevor's looking it up. <laughs> There's so much happening. Anyway. <clears throat> okay, so we're just not going to go with that. No. Um, <laughs> um, so, obviously, One Direction was very popular as a boy band. Um I kind of keep forgetting that they were a thing when I was out of high school. So like I was in college when One Direction was like a thing and I always forget yeah, that. I, I feel like I feel like it was <clears throat> earlier than that and I was like younger, but no, I wasn't fully in college. Yeah, I was in college as well. I wasn't a like directioner. I That's what like, they didn't I don't that's know. The I don't know. Oh, you just I don't make know. that up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think I started listening to them until Made in the AM, which is, like, the last album that they did. Okay. So they were, like, releasing music, like, every year and, like, on tour basically for four years straight. And then they were, like, actually, we need a break. We're going to not do this anymore. Yeah. Um, They're on an indefinite hiatus. Right. So I started listening to them, like, right before that or, like, honestly, maybe even, like, after that happened. And, um... I mean, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't listened to... I'm trying to think when I started listening to them. It would have been, I think, when I was an intern here in Chicago. 
So that would have been, I probably was, it was like when Midnight Memories had just been out. That's probably the first album I remember like listening to of theirs. Yeah. I knew, I knew what makes you beautiful, obviously, because I'm not, I didn't live under a rock, but. Because you were on Tumblr. <laughs> I literally was on Tumblr. Yeah. Um, but um, I think Midnight Memories was the first one I remember like listening to. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting about One Direction, Harry Styles in One Direction is like you can kind of see his progression as a vocal artist through the years um, where in the band or boy band or whatever group, he was not the best vocalist in there on like at the time. Um, I would argue it was Zayn. I would but, agree. Um, as they progressed more and more and especially after Zayn left and he had to basically like take the lead as the best vocalist mm-hmm. um he really came into his own i would agree with that <clears throat> i think that's fair when they came around harry styles was my least favorite member of the band who was your favorite yeah um i don't really know all their names Ooh, wait can honest. i guess yeah you're just gonna say a name and trevor's not gonna know who it is i know which it's well okay i'll tell you the characteristic once you guess okay um liam <laughs> Is that the blonde one? No, that's Niall. Okay, I liked Niall. He's so cute. I liked Zane. But I didn't like Harry. I thought he... Like, knowing him as a performer now, I understand what was going on more, but I thought he was very egotistical. And I was like... I mean, he probably was. He probably still is, and we just don't know it. That was Um, a turn-off. But now I see it as more quirky. Yeah, okay. I I think that part of it was also, like, I don't know. I think he was, like, a, he was a boy. Like, he was in his, he was 18. Like, he, mm-hmm. he oh, wow. had that, he was, a, like, a, a newly famous, rich 18-year-old. He was yeah. going to be egotistical. He was going to be, like, kind of a douche. Like, taking whatever he could get and, like, cheating on girls and, like, plowing through, like, women. Because he was very much, like, the heartthrob, heartbreaker. Yeah, of the group. That, that, that was the whole vibe, yeah. Um, and it's interesting because you don't know whether that's actually who he was or if that or it was, was just like a narrative PR. that was around that, yeah. Right. Or if it was like PR because who he is now that he's not in the group is so much different. And now that he doesn't have like this like narrative being written about him, he's much more open about like his sexuality and what he supports and like his shows are like much much more inclusive, and his like his actual persona is just completely different. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's interesting because there's no way to know if he was actually that way and like was a douchey eighteen year old, or if that was the bad boy of the group, and that's like what they were trying to market him as. Yeah. So I think that kind of leads into you kind of talked about you know now that he's a solo artist. So obviously, um, around like 2016 is when. He started, like, writing his solo stuff, and then um, Sign of the Times came out in April of 2017. And I remember the moment I heard that song for the first time, I was like, oh, this is game-changing. That song made me cry the first time I heard it, and I don't know, I can't tell you why. It's just so emotional and so deep. Yeah. Um, It made me cry. I heard it on the radio, I was, like, sitting there, like, crying. So... Yeah, I think, I didn't really, again, I didn't think much of Harry as, like, a, you know, the yeah. this amazing vocalist in the One Direction mm-hmm. days, but, like, hearing that song, I was like, oh. 
Well, what I think is interesting about his One Direction days, just going back to that really quickly, is he really took advantage of the opportunities he was given Mm -hmm. in that group. And he wrote a lot of music. He learned how to play a lot of instruments. And I think he really, like, developed himself and made connections and learned from the people that he was around. Because I think he, like, did stuff with Elton John at some point. Like, he learned, he, like, he wrote with Elton John. Like He wrote for Ariana Grande before. Right. Uh, right. A lot of their, solo, like, yeah. songs are written by him and, like, Liam. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they, and a lot of them are, like, they're really good. Like, he, he tried his hand at writing and does a very good job writing. So I'm not surprised. I guess I wasn't really shocked that his solo music was so good. Because I think he took time to really hone those skills so that he could, like, understand music and uh, could develop a good album. Yeah. Um, And then, so, the self-titled Harry Styles album came out in May of 2017. um, And it actually debuted at number one in Australia, the UK, and the US. And uh, it's kind of described as, like, a having influence from like 70s soft rock Mm -hmm. and like Bowie and like that kind of thing. Um, Well, it's also interesting because that first album he recorded in multiple places. Like he went to Jamaica and like, like you can hear that influence in um, songs like Woman. Mm -hmm. And then he went to like England and recorded and he was in LA and you can hear the influence of like the different areas in throughout the album and different like components of it that kind Mm -hmm. of string throughout. And I think what also is interesting is in writing this album, he, like, curated his band, essentially, with his producer, where, like, they were picking and choosing artists that he thought would be, like, really good touring and recording, um, and they would bring, like, interesting, um, like, musical and stylistic choices uh, to the album. And, like, you see that in Sign of the Times and... Mm -hmm. um, and like the self-title and you just kind of hear that throughout the album yeah um oh, I don't know where I was going, with that. Um, going into sign of the times have you seen um a video on like the making of it um of the, not... of the video making no. of the music video so have you seen the music video yeah of course yeah you know how he's like flying yeah um there is like a cursed image of him like next to the dummy <laughs> that is flying and it is terrifying. It's like a fake Harry Styles dummy. I've seen a lot of memes where like they superimpose Harry like flying over something else. <laughs> like the clip of him like flying like over. I saw one that was like him flying over the Avengers fighting. Oh so the God. Avengers are like full on fighting and Harry Styles just flies over. <laughs> it's like his stunt double wearing a, a mask of his face. <laughs> That is so weird. It's like a William Shatner, um, Michael Myers. Like a Michael Myers mask. Yeah, um, it's great. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You're welcome for that. (laughs) Now I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. That's (laughs) that's my new sleep paralysis demon. Really? I feel like I'll sleep better now that I've seen that. Um, but so shortly after Harry released, uh, the self-titled album, he actually starred in Dunkirk. And I feel like I remember all of these things happened at once. Cause I, I, I just remember like single dropped next month is yeah. the album. Next month is this film. And 
this film had like a bunch of people in it and it was like this huge film tom hardy's in it cillian murphy's in it yeah um, the what so when i heard that he was in the film i was like oh so he's an actor now um but what's interesting is christopher nolan specifically i think he wanted no harry styles had to audition and they were, like, shocked at how good of an actor he was. Um, and I was surprised at how good of an actor he was. I think we um, were. So, like, when Chris Nolan um, casted him, he, like, didn't know who Harry Styles was. <laughs> and, like, just picked him because he, like, did a good enough job. I, I kind of love that. Yeah. That sounds like I a love Christopher that. Nolan thing, too, to be like, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. I mean, as a whole, that movie to me, I'm not big into war movies, but like that movie was actually pretty good. Um, I mean, it was fine. I just don't care. I don't like, I just think they were like boring. Yeah, I'm not into like war related movies. I don't really like biopics like that. That checks out that you didn't see it. Period pieces, I think is what they're called. (laughs) Some period pieces I'm into, it's just war specific ones I'm not. Um, he also co-wrote a song with Jack Antonoff that Bleachers performed for, um, a movie called Love, Simon. Um, and I've heard of I that believe... movie. Why have I heard of that movie? It's like I don't know. Like a gay icon oh, movie. Oh, that's why I've heard of it. Years. Yep, okay. That checks out. Um, and, uh, what I think another interesting thing is, um... He did an article, I think, with GQ, like, a really long article about this first album. And, like, like he kind of went, like, he went, like, driving. And the guy, like, interviewed people that he knew. And um, he used to live, like, with this producer and his wife in, like, their attic. Like, even when he had a ton of money in, like, England, he was just, like, living with this guy and his wife. Because, like, he didn't want to live alone. He didn't want to live at home. And, like, he was gone so long that he was just, like, crashing with them, essentially. And they, like, gave him a room, basically. Yeah. And Ben Winston, in that interview, was, like, uh, yeah, I mean, he pretends to, like, not really, like, get girls. But we'd hear him, like, sneaking home with, like, A-list stars. Like, bringing them up to the attic. To the attic, like, hey, yeah, this is my uh, crib. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very welcome um, to my crib. But he... I believe he, like, Harry Styles co-produced a show called Happy Together um, that was based on his time living with... um, The producer? The producer. Interesting. I have not heard of this show, so now I need to look I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Okay, so I'm, I'm on the page. The premise is, the series follows a young couple whose lives are suddenly thrown to chaos when a pop star moves into their home, which is literally what happened. To Ben Winston. <laughs> well, would you look at that? <clears throat> that seems like a crazy idea. But I just think it's interesting that he like didn't want to have his own apartment, so he was just like living with this guy that he was friends with and his wife. You might as well, especially if you don't want to live alone. Like... Oh, he was gone so much too, so he was just like, "Hey, yeah. I'm back from tour." And then go up to my attic now. <laughs> <laughs> um, also around that same time is when he started modeling too. So now at this point, he was in a boy band. He's an actor. He's a solo artist. He is a, he's a producer. He's a television producer and he is a model. Yeah. So yeah, that's a Following, lot of things. like the gradual Writer, actor, model, singer. 
Um, so 2019 is when the music started coming out for Fine Line. So singles on that where it lights up and adore you. And then wait between this time, hold on between this time, Harry enters his first long-term relationship with someone. So between self-titled, he starts dating Camilla Rowe, um, mm, mm-hmm, French mm-hmm. actress or French model. Yeah, she's a model. Cam- Camille, I think Camille, not Camilla, Camille Rowe, um, French model. And they have like a very serious, I think, relationship. Harry's like not seen like womanizing as much as he used to. Uh, well, at all, because he's in a relationship. <laughs> and they break up. I think two years into the relationship, they break up, and then Harry starts writing Fine Line. Yeah, Fine and Line is you... based off of a lot. A lot of it's based <clears throat> off of his like experience and his relationship with her. Yeah. Um, which you very much like get that feeling of like love, and then like at, towards the end of it, like love lost. Yeah. Whereas like self-titled Harry Styles is you see like different songs from different people he may have dated, um, like different influences for each song, or like multiple people in one song. Um, so I, I think that's interesting that like basically an entire album got written for her and it's beautiful. Yeah. Fine line is so good. Oh, it's such a good album. And I think we've talked about this before, but I will say the self title is my favorite just cause I, I think it's beautiful. And I love like the, I love like the different genres, but I think in fine line, he picked what he liked best and went for that. So like, the self-titled is kind of all over the place, but Fine Line is very much more concentrated in a music style and just kind of explores that style um, and, like, broadens that style while writing about this. Yeah. Um, Fine Line is, like, one of my, like, favorite albums to listen to, like, as a whole. Yeah. It is such a good album. Like, start to finish, it's it's so much fun to listen to. Yeah, even I like enjoy though you're experiencing, you're, you're kind, you do feel the emotions that he was feeling as he wrote it, but like, oh, the album's so good. No, you absolutely do. He like he sings it and writes it with such like depth that mm-hmm. you do feel like the relationship and the heartbreak that he had going into this. Um, Rolling Stone actually, when they redid their list of the 500 greatest albums of all time in 2020, Fine Line made that list. Nice. I mean, it was the bottom of the list. Don't get me wrong, but, like, it made the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Fine Line comes out, and Harry Styles starts hanging out a lot with Stevie Nicks. <laughs> the way you said that was odd, but I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was just trying to move on. <laughs> um, and at this point, he's, like, this is, like, 2019. Um he starts performing with Stevie Nicks, starts performing, um, well, I guess, I don't know if he ever actually, does he perform any? He covered the chain on his first tour, but I don't think. Maybe that's why. Um, and then also starts covering Lizzo. <laughs> and then this sparks the Lizzo Harry Styles friendship. That is one of my favorites. Um, because like they perform together. Um, and they're, they're, they're just, like, super good friends, and I think it's adorable. I, I do. Anything Lizzo's a part of, I'm, <clears throat> like, all of her yeah, dynamics he did, and um, interactions with people are great. He did a performance, at his first time, I think, covering Lizzo was at the, like, it was a BBC radio, um, 
it's like a live thing that they do. I can't remember what it's called. Um, here, I'll look it up. Uh, it's the live lounge. Okay. Um, so in 2019, he covers Juice. And then in 2020, Lizzo the covers cover. Adore You. Um, which I think is adorable. And then they then have performed Juice together. I love that. I would be, I would love to see that happen live. Yeah. They've done it a couple times now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's adorable. Um, and then moving in, um, Love on Tour was canceled because of COVID and then just happened this year. It's, or I guess it's last happening. year, it's 2022. Yeah, it happened in, in the U.S. in 2021, and then it's going to be in Europe this year in yeah. 2022. Um, and I got so many TikToks about people like at Love on Tour. Um, it seems like a party. It looks like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that I find very interesting that's, you know, like the, the whole thing with like seeing Harry Styles live is – People go get so dressed up for it. Like I, yes. as someone that like goes to a ton of shows, I don't have a, I don't have an outfit for shows. And I think well, that- it's funny because I think when he did when he announced Love on Tour, he said like, "Come dressed to kill" or like "dress your best." And so like people took that and ran with it, and they like buy full on like fits for just this show. And everyone, and it's not just like one or two people. It's like the entire it's the entire crowd. Like, everyone there is like, it has an outfit. Um, and people are dressed up as like Harry Styles at different shows. Like they'll buy yeah. his outfit and then like go to a show dressed up as him. I I think it looked like so much fun. Would I spend like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars to get into that pit? No, no. But it looks not. like so much fun. They were like, and it wasn't even a full pit. Like it was like there are people like Conga dancing. Yeah. And I will say his live shows seem like they would be so. They much look fun. like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um my... and that's like a testament to him as like a as an artist my in my my most recent intern is a big harry styles fan and she had a full she did not have pit tickets because she's like i can't afford that i'm a college student um but she had like a full fit for the show and like all of her friends did yeah it's it's just a fun thing that i think that he did and people took it and ran and i think that says something about his fans like they grew up with him yeah a lot of his like stands grew up with him but they like they're ride or die and they're just like fun Um, yeah i also find it interesting like thinking about how young a lot of his fans are like because i think of like when i started listening to one direction i was in college like that's when one direction came out but like a lot of his fans are like now in college Mm -hmm. and i've been out of college for what seven years almost yeah that makes you feel old i know i know um, okay, so last thing that Harry has recently done before we get into other stuff is he is now part of the MCU. Yeah, I feel made... like that's a wild thing. Yeah, he's basically like Thanos' brother. He's Eros, um, he's... yeah. He's in the MCU. It was like a mid-credit, after-end-credit after, cre- after end credit scene. It's from um, the Eternals. You haven't seen it yet. Okay, that's why. Yeah, it's in Eternals. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And then he is also going to be starring alongside Florence Pugh in um, Olivia Wilde's directorial debut. Don't, don't worry, worry, darling. Don't, darling. 
Yeah, that's going to be... I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, he launched his cosmetic too. brand this year, which I think is... Oh, I forgot about that. So, the nail polish brand, right? Yes, and he has a skincare line as well. Yeah. And, like, I've seen a ton of TikToks of people just, like, ripping it apart. Because it was that. so expensive and, like, the packaging is poorly designed... And especially for like skincare stuff, people were like, yeah. oh, these products don't mean any, like these ingredients don't mean anything. Did you actually have a real chemist working on any of this? You know, like yeah. this is all just nonsense. And the package, like they have this like see-through packaging and you're like, okay, well, if you actually had certain ingredients in there that were good for skin, it would degrade in light. So clearly you did not have a chemist and you did not have a real packaging engineer. <laughs> right. Okay. So going into, I think, I, I want to talk a little bit about this Olivia Wilde thing. All right, let's do it. Um, so I feel like not even long after they started filming, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles were seen together at like a wedding um, as dates. And so Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are now dating. Um, I think it's really, so I've, just, I've gotten a lot of TikToks that compare Olivia Wilde's outfits to Camille Rose. Yes, I've um, seen those too. And basically she wears the exact same outfits that Camille Rowe has worn. Yeah. And they'll like be comparisons of like the like, this weird specific shirt that she's wearing with these exact jeans that she wore or the exact pants. And it's super weird. I also think Olivia Wilde. Um, <clears throat> so Florence Pugh is in Don't Worry Darling. And the movie is very much about Florence Pugh's character. Mm-hmm. and she, like, wrote this tribute about the movie and said, like, Florence Pugh was able to shine because Harry allowed her to do so, and he was so brave stepping back and let her, letting her be the star. And, like, I kinda basically, hate wrote, basically wrote this, like, post about Harry Styles in reference to this movie where she was, like, so grateful for him allowing, like, and, and, and being, like, a minor star in it compared to Florence and how... He let that happen. And it was, like, so cringy and gross when it's, like, Florence Pugh is a fucking queen. Like, she would have shown on her own. Like, Harry, it's it's his job as a, an actor to know, like, this is her movie. This also, is about her. Isn't that part of the job of the director? Right. To control his... I've also seen... <laughs> so, um, I've seen some, like, blinds on TikTok, which are, like... Oh, people, I know the like, anonymously yeah. submitting stuff yeah. about things like celebrities that they are like in contact with, and so people were like on set saying that like she wasn't actually directing, that she was so. like too busy like wrapped up with Harry, and Florence Pugh had to like step in and direct several like important scenes, and like Florence Pugh was just pissed off at her. I'm sure she is, rightfully so. But I mean, I also would be like wrapped up in Harry Styles if I were dating I mean, Harry Styles, so I get it. Among us would. <laughs> that's a fair point um so other like current things i know we we're the olivia wilde things just been like crazy over the last couple months yeah. but um harry just got announced eh, a couple weeks ago that he's gonna headline coachella next year yeah. so this is his yep. first time headlining you know like a big u.s festival um yeah. there's been a lot of interesting People, people all have thoughts about, you know, music festivals and the pandemic. Like, we've talked about this on a couple episodes before. People are, like, mad at Harry for headlining Coachella during a pandemic. People okay, are also... Like, why wouldn't you be mad at anybody headlining 
Coachella. People are mad at Harry. Um, and people are also like, oh, <clears throat> why would he do this? The fan, the, his real fans can't afford to go to Coachella. And I'm like, okay, well, you say that, but like his concert tickets are really expensive too. So, right. right. But also, like, Coachella is just for like famous people to go to, basically. It's just influencers and famous people and right. rich people. That's like all the people that can get, like, regular people that, like, can afford to but i mean coachella is not that expensive actually we've looked into no going. but it's like getting out there and like do you really want to fucking go no like, i don't want to camp to so that's why a I'm festival not. in the desert where everyone's like dressed up no like it just seems exhausting pitchfork's already exhausting on that front yeah it doesn't seem like trying to show off. i'm too old for that shit uh-huh <laughs> but yeah so there's been like a lot of like interesting opinions that people have had over harry headlining i think it's awesome i actually think the coachella lineup this year is great yeah besides like kanye but nah whatever um i think it's a great lineup this year so i would i actually would was kind of like damn like i would go to coachella this year like that'd be sweet um so there's there's been a lot of interesting opinions on that and then also within the last couple weeks, he also announced his uh, European tour dates and the makeup dates for the Love on Tour you know, schedule. And his openers are Wolf Alice in some cities and then Mitski in other cities. And I swear to fucking God, I saw a TikTok where someone said Mitski's going to blow up opening for Harry Styles. And I was like, excuse me? Mitski is already huge. Exactly. It's impossible to get She's tickets. huge. Like, what? Yeah. Exactly. I was like, It's, like, no. literally impossible to get tickets to see Mitski. I know. I don't even try anymore. Right. But you know what I mean? I, I saw I don't want to hang out with like, a bunch of, like, 17-year-old sad girls at a show. Yeah. I think I'm oh, I think I'm too old to see Mitski now. Even though she's older than we are. And yeah. Like, but, like, she's music, been taken over. It. She's, she's over it, too. So. She's been taken over by, like, 17-year-old sad girls that, like, just cry to her music and don't understand the depth of, like, the human condition and being a minority yeah. in America, which yeah. is, like, what her music is about. Anyways, um, we haven't talked about my favorite thing about Harry Styles. Okay. Is it Baby uh, it's Larry. It's <laughs> Larry Stylinson. Okay. That's the celebrity name for Harry and Louie. Um... Yeah, very much in, like, the One Direction days, it is, like, I don't know. I think it's obvious that they were, like, together or, like, that they had, like, a very emotional relationship. Maybe not, like, physical, but they had a very deep emotional relationship that was, like, I don't know, like, probably, like, bordering on love, if not love. And they, I think that there's songs that are about Louis that he wrote that they deny. And I, I think that I'm, I'm very much a, a subscriber to the um, conspiracy theory that Harry dated, like, Taylor Swift and Kendall Jenner to, like, or he was forced to date them as, like, PR relationships because he wasn't allowed to be in a relationship with Louis. <laughs> and they were trying to, like, like shine light on this one thing so, like, they could slip under the... Into the shadows together. That's also the baby gate thing, basically. <laughs> I thought that baby gate was that the baby wasn't real. The baby's not real, but that's because Louie and Harry were together the whole time. And yeah, I mean, yeah. there is a baby. There, there is obviously a baby now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the baby came from, but there's a baby. <laughs> I was so excited to go back to baby gate, because that was one of our first episodes that we talked it about is. that. 
It is, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, um, if you had to pick between all of the eras of Harry, what is your favorite Harry Styles song? Golden. Song? Yeah. Oh. Golden, it makes me so happy to listen to. Like, Golden is really good. Games. I actually run to Golden. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it gives me the motivation. It's like, puts mm-hmm. me in the best mood. Mine is actually Adore You. Okay, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay, mine is Ever Since New York. That's really good, too. That song makes me fucking cry. Every song makes you cry. I know, but that song is so sad. It's about being lonely. I know. I know what it's about. I listen to it. It's on my sad playlist, okay? I know. I know it's there. Oh, so sad. I also like from the dining room table, mostly because he talks about jerking off, and I think it's really funny. Yeah. Oh, man. He makes such good music. I have both of his albums on vinyl. Um, I listen to them a lot. I remember how excited I I was when I got Fine Line on vinyl. Like, I was so Mm -hmm. excited. Uh, I got Fine Line from, like, Target, I think. Um, It's a very cool pressing. I have not bought Self-Titled because... You every want that four hundred dollar pink one that's on Discogs? Every now yeah, now I, know. That I, I go on too. Discogs and like think about what I could spend four hundred dollars on, like what else I could spend, what else I could buy instead of buying this one record. Yeah, I actually, I'm also holding out that he's going to repress it eventually. I don't yeah. think he is, but I hope he will. I got uh, self titled as a birthday gift this last year, so that's mm-hmm. why I have self titled. Is it just black? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had self titled at amoeba and i was like about to i was like no you've held out this long just keep waiting <laughs> eventually so i eventually found... every single one of your friends is gonna pitch in ten dollars i don't have that many friends every single one you of your friends is gonna pitch friends. in forty dollars and buy you that record <laughs> one of my favorite things about harry styles is that there's a fan fiction about him that got like released as an actual novel and then now there's oh, like yeah. three netflix movies about this um, so it's called, the, the book is called After, and I think there's like three that's like After We Fell and After We Collided. I don't know what order it is. But essentially it started out as a Harry Styles fan fiction that was like pulled and then rewritten as like a novel. And there's movies. And I love when people refer to Harry Styles as, oh, it's the guy from After. <laughs> there's also, I feel like I remember uh, like that, and it's made fun of a lot where it's like, Oh, the the main character's mom needs to sell them to One Direction for drug money. No. Yes. It's like a very well-known thing, and it's made fun of all the time. And I think yeah. it's so funny when I see references to that. Because I immediately know, I'm like, oh, that girl's getting sold to One Direction for drug money. <laughs> yeah, the, the fan fiction community there is a lot harry of styles. harry styles fan fiction out there i could get on board with that a lot of very well-known harry styles fan fiction yeah. too yeah okay so uh trevor we have, i think we have one more topic that you are very excited about well just the fact that like like my one of my favorite things about harry styles <laughs> is his fashion like he's a fashion he dresses icon. very well i mean he gets dressed in all the best like 
because of his, like, um, not fluidity, but, like, his... Flamboyant nature. Yeah, and just, like, how he identifies, like, it, yeah. like, allows like fluid. to, like... You can say fluid. Yeah, he, they just, like, these, um, designers don't necessarily dress him into a box like they would with, like, any other... Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, he... Like what was it on i think it was on vogue he wore a dress and that was like a big deal that people were like upset about that he like wore a dress yeah on vogue. so that's where i that's like where i was going thinking of the fashion thing was when he was on the cover of vogue in the dress and ben and Shib- i think he looked amazing oh he looked fantastic mm-hmm. but um i remember a lot of of course like the crazy <clears throat> conservative people that yeah. are like very outspoken with their conservative yeah. beliefs were like oh why can't men just be men anymore and crazy ass ben shapiro's sister was one of the ones that mm-hmm. did like a, a whole video about how why can't men be manly anymore and then like people are like girl have you seen your husband your husband does oh, not I mean, look straight if my if i like was dating someone that could pull off a dress i'd be like wear a dress man go this girl <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting, and that's a good point, because, like, it wasn't really until his solo career started that he was doing that, too, that he started wearing, like, like, like bell bottoms and, like, sequins, yeah. and, like, starting to dress, own. like, yeah. Yeah. Like, he wasn't trying yeah. to, like, be, they weren't putting him as, I mean, like, one per- version of, like, a <clears throat> I liken Harry Styles a lot to being, like, the modern age, like, Elton John, Mm-hmm. With, like, the way he dresses, the music he makes, like, the influence that he has yeah. in, yeah. like, today's culture. He's yeah. had a lot of comparisons to Bowie as well that I've yeah. seen over the years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's just an icon. His Met Gala look had a lot of conversation around it, too. It was, like, the very sheer flowy. Oh, yeah. Coming in top with the high-waisted pants. Like, it's... That was a full-ass fit right there. Yeah. Wish I could pull that off. But, yeah, he's, uh... Are you... Did you know he is like so skinny that he is like a this like a, a twenty eight inch waist or something insane like that? I saw a TikTok about that. Like it's a bunch of his like tour, um, like outfits were on display at some like fashion museum in L A. And a girl that was like a a, a women's like a women's twenty eight was like standing next to it, and she's like my thigh is like the size of his waist because he's so skinny. Like, he is a super thin guy. Wait, are women's size, like, 28, is that not based off of, like, a natural measurement? Or is that, like, an arbitrary number? I actually honestly believe that it's an arbitrary number because I wear a size 30 and I am not a 30-inch waist. I don't know why I thought that that was, like, a number that had to do with... I think it is in men's clothes. It is in men's clothes. No, it is in men's clothes. I don't know why I thought that that was the size of my waist. Interesting. It's called vanity okay. sizing because they make mm-hmm. in women's clothes everything is vanity yeah. sizing. So they make it smaller numbers to make you feel better about yourself. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, women's clothes. Um, <clears throat> and cool. Do we? Do you guys have anything else that you want to cover before we wrap? All right. So something I thought would be fun to like, kind of wrap up the episode on, since we're like talking about our favorite Harry Styles songs, I found this thing on Tumblr. Um, it's called the Harry Styles Song Sorter. So you to, it's it's got you know um, two oh. songs on the side, and you can say I like both or I have no opinion, and you pick. 
and um, so we'll do it. We'll do it as a group. Is it on Tumblr? So what happens is you pick which song you like better in each battle. It's the to get an accurate list Pinkman of your favorite. Tumblr. It's it's the very okay. last link in the Google Doc. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So you the idea is that you pick which song you like better in a quote unquote okay. battle, and then it will give you an accurate list of your favorite songs. So these are only um, okay. Okay. Uh, these are only songs on his two albums. So this is just self-titled or uh, solo stuff. But um, it says, ideally, you don't want to click I like both or no opinion too many times. So here we go, guys. I'll, I'm just going to read it, rank our top five based on 68 questions that we've gone through this. Number one is Golden. Number two is Watermelon Sugar. Number three is Adore You. Number four is Meet Me in the Hallway. And then number five is Sign of the Times. So. That's a surprising. I wasn't expecting it to be that much of a mix. I thought it was going to be mostly like fine line. Yeah, I did too. I'm glad that meet me in the hallway. Yeah. So um, that was a lot of fun. That, that was a- like five minutes of a quiz that you guys don't have to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. If this episode is not called More Berries, I am going to burn something <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will name it more berries for you. And I will get a screen grab of the TikTok <clears throat> and that will be a okay. photo. Yeah. Tight. Um, so I think that covers it for this episode then. Yeah. So um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We had a good time recording it and we said go piss girl way too many times. Um, so please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five star rating and write us a review if you're feeling real saucy um, or reach out to us on social media. We love hearing from you guys. We love chatting up you guys and you get to see whatever nonsense we're posting on each other's pages. Cause Lindsay just comments on our photos. <laughs> so go, uh, go. Girl. <laughs> I was going to say, go through the song, listen through the song and you'll hear all of our social media handles and ways to contact us. And With that, go piss, girl. (laughs) All right. We will see you guys next time. All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. um, And if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No and. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at shitty concert blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.